0: guys you get yourself uh maybe some conditions that you got to worry about obviously we're in the uh the dc area it's been snowing all day here wind gusts it's cold we're looking at a ravens uh texans game looking at about a high of 24 17 mile an hour winds but then of course there's where you're going trista and it's buffalo well there's not going to be lake of sn- lakes effect snow tomorrow or this weekend at all, I think, although who knows, that could change. I'm not an expert on lake effects. No, we've learned that very quickly, uh, that it is impossible to totally understand. I feel like when we talked about that yesterday on the show – but uh, that's going to be in a, that's going to be a factor tomorrow in Buffalo, or sorry, Sunday in Buffalo. Mike Shope jumps on with us now, WGR five hundred and fifty in Buffalo. And you said something during the break when you popped on. You said you apologize for being cold. And I said I think you you have an excuse. First off, you've got one of those. I don't know what we call these hats that you're wearing, but I love them. I have I wear it sometimes when I'm snowboarding. Uh, I call it maybe a Russian furry hat. I don't I don't know yes. exactly what it's called. But uh, you guys are experts up there when it comes to the weather. But I guess, for once, we won't see snow in a Bills game. So there's there's that, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. It's been snowing here for a week. I mean, there are places <laughs> in Western New York that have had 80 inches of snow or more since Jeez. last Saturday when it started. That's taller uh, than to me. I don't know about you guys. But it looks like um, Sunday's game will resemble Monday's Bills-Steelers game, which was just cold. Little bit windy, but not life changing.
2: One of the most popular bets this weekend, Shope, scared the hell out of me, and that is Bills minus two and a half. I think it's actually number one most bet, most public side. And to me, and and I have not seen anybody in terms of that list taking the Chiefs, not on the money line, not plus two and a half. So as a Bills fan lifelong does that terrify you as much as it does me and like if you had to break down what the key matchup is that's going to determine the outcome of the game what's it going to be
1: yes well we spoke earlier today and it does sort of worry me that the Chiefs get this much respect after what most people talk about as a rough season it's relative but the Chiefs have not been able to score this year but The Bills got through Miami, and the talking points during that week were Miami has 20 injuries and the Bills have three. And now it looks like the Bills have 10 injuries that are meaningful and the Chiefs have one. So that matters. You know, Uh, the Chiefs have played in the cold. If I'm Kansas City, I love having to go on the road for once, you know, because there's very few holes to poke in Kansas City and here's one we haven't had a road playoff game yet so go to Buffalo like that that's maybe the ultimate test and so um, I'm a little bit worried for a few reasons because I think Kansas City their championship proven I'm not worried for them about the weather and the Bills have meaningful injuries on defense that uh, could be a problem
3: yeah, you were. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to bring up is those injuries on the defensive side of the ball. You know, how worried are you with Kansas City being able to run the ball? You know, I mean, like, obviously you have to worry about Isaiah Pacheco, but just like Kansas City is going to have to worry on the defensive side of the ball for Josh Allen in these big games in this big game playoff game using his legs. Is that something that concerns you guys a little bit? You know, Patrick Mahomes using his legs and just the way that Kansas City's running the ball right now, because they're a pretty physical team this season.
1: You know, yes and no, because I think, and this is the way I've talked about the Bills for four years since Allen showed up, where they went to, they were a very pass-heavy team. They were doing, with Brian Dable, doing all the play action and the motion and sort of advanced stuff in terms of their offense. So with them, I'd be like, go ahead and ask me to run it, because if you sort of force me to throw the ball, I'll win. And so I don't want to dare Kansas City to run the ball because i think i'll lose if they have to throw it they will and rice is good kelsey is kelsey and the middle of the bills defense is a problem right now but pacheco is good pacheco did not play december 10th in the regular season meeting james cook did and was a star and you know pacheco is uh he's interesting like there's no mckinnon there they had ceh in that game he could be a difference maker um I feel like the winning team here should be the team that throws the ball the best, but it does sort of, I'm leaning under, it feels like the running backs could mean something, which I hate saying, because these days, you know, running backs are interchangeable, and you sort of got used to uh, not caring about them, but uh, Pacheco's good, Cook's good, it could be, ironically, an Allen Allen versus Mahomes game, a game where the running backs mean more.
0: Yeah, we're looking at James Cook. I mean, you mentioned what he did against Kansas City the last time that they played. He had 141 total yards, then 221 against Dallas after that. But then the numbers have gone down. If you're looking at rushing or total yards, 70, 44, 52. And those 52 yards against Miami uh, were, you know, uh, just that was a regular time, a regular season. Obviously, of course, he had the 79 rushing yards, 84 total yards against Pittsburgh. It just feels like with James Cook. It's, it's been an up-and-down, kind of hard-to-predict week-by-week in terms of how he's going to be used type of situation. You mentioned the running backs there. I'm looking at 62-and-a-half rushing yards as the prop for James Cook heading into this weekend. Do you like the over on that? Do you think he's going to get enough carries, enough touches to be able to go over that number?
1: I do, and it's really the only Bills offense over I like, except for Shakir, unless you can find Shakir because the Bills have made no secret about leaning into him since Joe Brady took over and they've won sort of the stereotype on Sean McDermott is more conservative. They changed offensive coordinators. They've gone more run heavy. They're the most run heavy team in the league since that change and they've won almost every game. So why wouldn't McDermott think it's working? It's January in Buffalo. I mean, it doesn't have to be all cook, but, After him is very tenuous. Murray, Fournette's gone, Ty Johnson. I mean, really, there's no one else. And so there was a little bit of a pushback when Cook dropped a couple and fumbled once or twice. And why are you taking him out? It seems a little bit old school. They kept him in. I like the overs on Cook. If he breaks one, he's a little bit explosive. So if he breaks one, then you can get home pretty early. But I think volume-wise, the game I bet against him, Recently was the game against the Chargers where like the, it was minus money for him to go over. I'm like, come on. Like they'll probably just maybe they'll be way ahead and they'll put somebody else in. But uh, they were still they were down in that game and he still had 20 rushes and however many targets. So I think Cook is pretty safe as these things go.
2: So you talked about Khalil Shakir. His number is actually 31 and a half, minus 120 yeah. to the over. I feel like me and you both absolutely love that. Feels like that number is a little bit soft. I did want to get your thoughts, though, on Dawson Knox. So you tweeted this six postseason touchdown receptions for Dawson Knox in uh, in Bills history. Only Andre Reed has more. He is plus 475 to get into the end zone. What do you say?
1: It's a good number. I mean, it's a good price if you want uh, almost 5-1 to one on him to score. He scored six times. So as you uh, laid out, that's second most in Bill's history. Um, Shakir, I'm all in. Like, Shakir has been their number one receiver in games. The story on Kansas City is your number one gets taken out by Lajarius Sneak. So here's Shakir who's been trending up. Davis is out. Diggs has a foot problem. Like, why couldn't Shakir make one play and get you there by the middle of the first quarter? I don't know. Is that is it too easy? I mean, um, I've been waiting for Shakir props to pop all week. And it didn't happen until today. But I'm in. Like, I think he is um, definitely trending the right way. And the tight ends are split. Cook doesn't really catch it. Then who are we talking about? So... I mean, Deontay Hardy is interesting, too. If you get him at, like, 15, 16 yards, that's one play, too, because his one play is usually above that. I like those fringe guys on the Bills, Trista. I mean, Diggs has been sort of B-plus range this year, and he's got an injury, too, and the, at a bad matchup. So, um, okay.
2: Sherfield is I'm nine
1: like, and, and a half as, as well. Oh, yeah, Sherfield. Yeah, I like that one. Mike, we got about like two
3: minutes left here. I I feel like with the Bills, it's almost like Super Bowl or bust, but it has been the last couple seasons. But just like with this current roster, I mean, they made the change with Ken Dorsey, you know, in the middle of the season, which turned out it looks like to be a good move. Do you think there's any chance that if they do lose to Kansas City, especially having this game at home, uh, losing to Mahomes again, that there's any chance that maybe Sean McDermott's gone next year, especially with some of these names that are available right now?
1: I doubt it. But holy cow, we're talking about that up here all the time. I mean, just like sort of <laughs> the thing with McDermott is is there going to be a decision, something that people can latch on to that happens on Sunday? Why did you kick here? Why did you punt? Why did you pretend to go for it and then not? That kind of stuff. I've, I've, uh, you know, taught everybody to hate, <laughs> if, if I may, yeah. up here. So, um, I think he's probably the coach of the team next year. But if there's one of those moments on Sunday, we'll we'll talk about it next time. We'll, we'll see.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I think we know this. If Mike McCarthy is going to keep his job, I think uh, Sean McDermott deserves to keep his job, too. I certainly would like him over uh, <laughs> at least what he's been able to do in Buffalo versus what's gone on in Dallas. Mike Shope, WGR 550 up in Buffalo. Really appreciate you jumping on with us, man.
1: Love it. Anytime. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I feel like if the Bills' job became available, guys, isn't that one of the that's – that's got to be – even with some of the changes they have to make this offseason, it's probably one of the top jobs that's available at this point. And there's plenty of openings still in
3: the NFL. Oh, yeah. I like how you use Mike McCarthy there. That kind of reminded me of, like, Big Daddy. If OJ could get away with murder, then Sonny should have his kid. You know, if Mike McCarthy <laughs> does, has work, Sean McDermott should definitely have a job. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Well, uh, as you know, he's a highly successful football coach. uh, So, you know, listen, if he can lie to Jerry Jones, get the job and then keep the job and then continue to do what happens in the playoffs and keep his job, Mike McCarthy may have the best job in America. He just keeps on hanging on to it no matter what and nothing ever changes. But yeah, I mean, the Bills, it's been the expectations have been Super Bowl for years. This feels like the best shot for them to get through Kansas City, though, given the fact that, you know, we got Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time in his playoff career. All right, final hour coming up. It's Bet MGM tonight.
2: The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight, presented by BetMGM, MGM, live from BetQL.